to another episode of Rewired Podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Kelly. And today we're talking about, I think, Kelly's favorite character of The Wire. Maybe favorite, second to Frank Sabotka, but up there. Oh, right. Up there for sure. You love him, Frank. Uh, Roland Prezbalewski. Yes. So we are going to talk about Roland Przybyluski as shaped by the clown archetype in classic literature. And uh, Kelly, why don't you give us a little background on the clown? Okay, so we are looking at this as kind of a subset of the Carl Jung trickster or fool archetype. We've looked at those before uh, in relation to Ziggy and Stringer Bell. So I'm going to read from an article here. It's called The Clown, An Archetypal Self-Journey by Salvador McKee. And Salvador writes, We would also be wise to keep an eye on the clown as a near relative to the fool, the jester, and the trickster. This motley character has light and dark aspects. As we keep an eye upon him, let us also keep our collective nose at the ready to sniff out what resides in and emanates from the clown's realms. Humor and play order and disorder, the sacred and the profane. Okay, so that's really interesting. And I guess one of the things that makes the clown different than, for example, the trickster, and certainly what I think for me, Ziggy and Presbo are similar in the show in that they're both kind of like always striving to be part of the group or whatever, but are continuously failing is Ziggy has these sort of malicious intentions Whereas Presbo does not. Yeah, Presbo is more, I would say, like, obliviously a clown. Right. Okay, so we're going to use those three characteristics to kind of break down the episode today. Yeah, so let's start with humor and play, because humor uh, is kind of our first introduction to Presbolewski in season one. We hear about him shooting up his own car uh, through Rhonda, and that's kind of a ha-ha moment. The rest of the detail is kind of giving what Presbo feels like giving him a hard time. But they're actually talking about something quite serious, because he fired a service rep weapon, so you have to write on it, they say. And he's like, oh, come on, guys, give me a break. Yeah. And so in this same article, it says, The clown, by evoking laughter, can serve as a bridge uniting neglected and shadowed and unconscious elements with prevailing conscious attitudes through the vehicle of his antics, his dress, his personality. Um, And I think that is kind of like adding levity to the wire where it would be hard to laugh at like such a serious topic. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, he's often the comic relief. Now, what's interesting is that we, there becomes a pattern kind of established with him, right? Where we hear about the time that he shot his car and like, called it in and everything acting like it wasn't him until finally forensic links the bullet to his um to his own gun yeah and then there's the levity of this accidentally the trigger pull is light which is kind of this now recurring theme with presbo and what ultimately leads to his downfall in the police department is a misfire right so the whole time from season one to season three his gun which should be like the symbol of being a successful police is Mm -hmm. what is constantly used to like undermine his status yes and make him a clown yeah so I mean I think the other sort of thing that you noticed or noted about the clown archetype is that it's not a clown in the sense that we think of that it's always laughter yes there is laughter but then there's also this sort of dark side and this tragic side to the clown archetype yeah specifically uh, so 
another article that I'll reference here about the archetype of the clown says, the clown is the most lovable human and timeless. He tries hard and fails pathetically. Um, and let's face it, he encourages us to laugh at ourselves because in a way we are all clowns. Mm-hmm. So he's very much sort of the, the everyman. And I think Presbo is kind of like the everyman in the police force. Yeah. Like he's just kind of this... Average competency or low competency. And I think in a lot of ways, um, for David Simon at least, he probably signifies the majority of police officers in the Baltimore police department. And actually to McNulty as well, because McNulty is always talking about how he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And here here we see him compared with Presbo, who's sort of this bumbling guy. Yeah, and to go on in this description of the clown, it says, but the clown has another aspect as a man of sorrows. He leads us to tears as often as he leads us to laughter. Hmm. Um, and I think we definitely see that with Presbo, or at least I do. Like, you start to feel really bad for him. Even as early as season two, when Valchek comes into the detail and kind of, like, humiliates Presbo in front of the rest of the unit and Presbo's to punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly. And even even Stan Valchek says, like, what, you think I wanted my daughter to marry that guy? Like, you know, but anyway, well, so maybe let's move to the second topic because we're going to talk more about the relationship that Valchek and Presbo have. Right. So the second, um, I guess, area that is specific to the clown is order and disorder. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about a couple of scenes that we see where that's... Yeah. Being put to use. So there are two really significant scenes where I think we highlight that. And in both times we listen to Johnny Cash ring of fire. Presbo puts that on. And in the first scene we see him clean up the the, the board of the detail where they've got all the different... Um, I, I think that's season two where they've got all the different players down yeah, at the, the court. Yeah, um, photos of everybody, the targets, and yeah, all of that. Yeah, and it's all just, like, haberdash and haphazard. <laughs> haberdash? Is it haberdash? What is that? A haberdash is someone who makes men's clothing. <laughs> okay, well, it's all haphazard. And he comes in, he puts on, he's by himself, and he puts on Ring of Fire, and he cleans up the board. Right, and so signifying a move from disorder to order yes and then the second scene that we see him do that in and same thing he's alone he puts on the song is when he's cleaning up his classroom in season three or sorry season Season four four. right so I think both of those scenes uh, I've wondered about that for a long time like why do we hear Presbo listen to Ring of Fire twice which brings us to, so as everyone knows, David Simon was really into Greek mythology, and especially if you're reading that book, All the Pieces Matter, um, right now you can see more of that, that David Simon actually imagined this as being a book rather than a TV show, and he was sort of needed to be convinced to turn this into screen time. Um, but And so we've talked about the fool and the trickster and the clown. The classic Greek character that represents... The trickster is Prometheus, and Prometheus uh, was a is like a titan, a trickster figure. Um, and basically, what happens is he defies the gods by stealing fire and giving it to humanity, which is of course the act that enabled the progress and civilization of humanity. But then Prometheus needed to be 
punished for this. So he's known for his intelligence and as a champion of mankind, which I think is interesting compared to Presbo and, of course, Ring of Fire, the theft of fire. I think there's a link there. Uh, I think so, too. And, right, so Prometheus, trickster figure, clown is kind of, a, as we've said, a subset of that, but by allowing uh, humanity to have fire and then uh, grow into civilization, like that's the move from disorder to order right? Um, among mankind. And so it makes sense that when we're listening to Presbolewski play Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire, it's during scenes when he's cleaning up and, and creating order. Yes, exactly. Now, Prometheus's punishment for stealing fire, the punishment by the gods, was to be bound to a rock where every day an eagle, who also signified Zeus, um, was sent to feed on his liver, which would grow back overnight, but would then be eaten again the next day. And I think that that's quite an interesting thing when we think about Presbolewski and Stan Valchek. So, over and over and over again, Presbolewski is doing things that should really like get him fired. Like they put him, they you know they put him to um, the theft uh, auto, and then he asks yeah. out of auto and gets put in casualty. Yes, and then gets transferred, and he gets his reputation as a hump. But yeah. nobody can actually get rid of him because Valchek has suction and all that stuff. So he's in the way that Prometheus's liver renewed overnight. I think that Presbolewski is given chance after chance of renewal within the police department. Only to be, I guess, castigated again and again by everyone around him. Like yes. that's his punishment similar to Prometheus. And uh, in the Western classical tradition, Prometheus became a figure who represented human striving particularly the quest for scientific knowledge, which mm -hmm. we see that Presbolewski is, along with Freeman, one of the more like intellectually minded police. Like He wants to follow the numbers um, and do things in a really data-driven way. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about this role of the clown is that they're very often the sort of sidekick figure. And when we think about Presbo as the clown, he's most definitely Lester's sidekick. Yes. And when he does finally shoot that cop, and again, striving to do the right thing, yeah. that's, that's what gets him into trouble. Well, and I'll just jump in that this does say about Prometheus, uh, in addition to representing the quest for scientific knowledge, he also represents the risk of overreaching or unintended consequences. Right. And when Presbo goes out for Chinese food and shoots the undercover cop, He's overreaching by, you know, trying to do something out of his area of expertise. You know, he thinks mm -hmm. he's being good police, but he's actually causing all these unintended consequences. Well, and that also makes me think back to one of the very first scenes with Presbo, where he's with Herc and Carver, and they go into the 221 unit in the middle of the night. Oh, And yeah. they basically start that cop riot, or that riot within the 221s, and yeah. they have to call for backup and everything. But what, what instigates that is that that kid is looking at Presbo, and instead of, instead of like... You know, he says, move, shitbird, and the kid doesn't move. And so he, he clocks Cole, him. Cole clocks the kid. Yeah, exactly, with the butt of his gun. And the kid loses the eye. Yeah. And that's a really intense scene, because even Herc and Carver, who are kind of these notorious police brutality people, were like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But again, yeah. it's striving. He was kind of striving to be one of the cool guys. Yeah, I mean, he was following striving the lead for respect. of Herc and Carver, and then went too far and exactly. uh, 
I mean, blew it, basically. And that's one of the ones where I see the real link between him and Ziggy and this striving for respect and using violence for that. They kind of misstep. Yeah. Although Ziggy does it quite a bit more than Presbo. We eventually learn that Presbo is is gentle, but... uh, Yeah, but we don't see it in his police work no not at all so anyway back to the transformation piece and about being the sidekick so then when Presbo moves on to the school he no longer has he no longer has that mentor or sage as Young would call them the sage wise sage figure to um to be mentored by so he's kind of forced to transform himself from from disorder to order yes Well, and now let's talk about the third area of um, the clown, which is the sacred and the profane, because there's a really interesting moment in season four. uh, Przebylewski is going through the classroom and he finds some completed homework on one of the desks, which is like a huge win because Mm -hmm. it's hard to get the kids to do anything or even like pay attention. And there is a moment where... Razbaluski looks like truly happy and proud that um, the homework has been done, which is kind of like, I would say, the sacred, you know, as a teacher, that is a sacred moment. Um, But then when he moves the piece of paper, he sees that someone has graffitied the desk and it Mm -hmm. says, fuck Presbo. Yes. Which is sad. That is sad. And it was also interesting that, again, through that ring of fire scene, we see him take so much time to create this good space in his classroom, a clean space. Oh, it hurts my heart. Oh, no. Well, he tries so hard. I know. I know. Striving, right? He's always striving. So, you know, he spends all this time scraping all the gum off the chairs and he makes this rule. Can we, and remember he even asked the other teachers, can we ask them not to chew gum in class? And they basically laugh at him. Yeah, like like, that is so low on the priority list. And then, so he's spends all of this time cleaning up the classroom trying to make it a nice space for the kids and in that same scene where he discovers the graffiti he also turns over the chair and within the first day it's the bottom is covered in gum again (laughs) I mean that's like a kind of a Prometheus moment right like um the liver gets totally eaten and then it's back in full the next day to be eaten by the eagle again like exactly Cosbo cleans all the desks and then they're all gummed up one day later and let's think about when the, um, it wasn't Zenobia, but I think it's Crystal and the other girl, the group home girl, I can't remember her name, but basically she slashes her with a razor. Yeah, across the face. Yeah, and um, Presbo, you know, spends a lot of time, it's the one scene where we actually see and meet his wife. Actually, I think there's two scenes where we see and meet his wife, but this is the one where she actually has some lines. And she says, like, let's go out for a walk or whatever. And he says, no, like, I have to say something to those kids. But the next day, the kids are without impact. They don't seem to care that this, like, very violent thing has happened in their classroom. Yeah, and Presbo is more affected than any of them. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting, too, considering... We some of our first encounters with Presbo are of, of him as sort of this violent police figure. Yeah. Well, and so that leads us to the profane when he discovers the graffiti. Mm-hmm. Um, it's To me, it recalls two pieces of American literature, The Great Gatsby and Catcher in the Rye. Hmm. In both of those stories, there is a moment when the main character discovers um, some profane graffiti. Hmm. And uh, so in Great Gatsby, it's Nick 
caraway and he he rubs it away from the front of Gatsby's house. Hmm. And in Catcher in the Rye, it's holding Caulfield and he finds it scrawled, uh, I believe, outside of a school. Okay. Um, and in both of those stories, like the emergence of this profanity signifies kind of a sullying of what the characters thought was pure or good or mm. like it's really a shattering of illusions for Nick in Great Gatsby it's kind of like his realization moment of Jay Gatsby was not what he thought he was he was not this great self-made man he was kind of just a sham hmm. and then in uh, Catcher in the Rye Holden Caulfield realizes like these are kids you know they shouldn't be seeing f words written on their school but it's one of the kids that wrote it they're not that innocent and I think that's Mm. what Presbolewski probably feels in that moment when he sees the graffiti on the desk yeah is like it's shattering his illusion of any innocence among those kids just as you know they weren't affected by the slashing right the way he thought they would be right exactly um but so since we've talked about Presbo as a clown um should we look a little bit at the the sage? Because he does kind of transform into a sage or a wise man. Yes. Um, so in the Carl Jung archetype, uh, it describes it as the old man representative of wisdom, wit, judgment, and knowledge, um, and is looked up to in search of advice. We see that definitely in season five when Dukey is going to Presbo, you know, asking for help even though he's kind of swindling him, but... Mm-hmm. But even throughout the season four, like, those kids, even though they resist Presbo at first, grow to trust him. Like, when Michael's having trouble and he asks about calling the social worker, um, first Presbo approaches him and says, is anything wrong? And he doesn't trust Presbo and he doesn't tell him. But then when he says, should I call the social worker... Randy says, why don't you talk to Presbo? Like, he seems like a good teacher that you could trust. Yeah, yeah. And so there's kind of this movement towards trusting when Randy becomes the snitch and him and Dookie are kind of figuring this out. It's Presbo that they go to for advice. Yeah. And even near the end of the season, um, Crystal, one of the, maybe it's not Crystal, but anyway, one of the girls in the class is asking questions about, like she asks Presbo why he got married and then says like Presbo says well because you want to have intimacy and then they mean they all laugh because they think he means sex and then he's like no like it can be other stuff too and then he they have to go back to teaching to the test but then she says well after we finish this can we go back to talking about intimacy so she's again seeking his knowledge in more than just math yeah and just in a a really genuine way too this also says about the Um, sage archetype that in many occasions we see such characters guiding the protagonist to do the right thing Hmm. and I mean we have different protagonists across the whole series but that makes me think of Dookie and uh, when he approaches Presbo and I think Presbo knows that he wants to just buy drugs but he's trying to guide him to like get into the alternative school program or whatever it is yeah yeah Definitely. Well, and I think, I mean, we could talk a lot about the sage, this archetype in, in there's many different forms in the wire. Yeah. Well, Freeman, I would say, is a sage. For sure. And each kind of drug pin, kingpin has his own sage as well. And I think later on, we're going to do an episode on fatherhood and we'll talk specifically about this archetype spread across the different people because even Bubbles, I think, has his sort of role as the sage. 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I think that basically we see an evolution for Prezbaluski of going from the clown into the sage as he kind of comes into his own as a role of teacher. Yeah. And really harkens to some of those classic Greek traditions as mm-hmm. Prometheus, the bringer of fire, disorder to order. Um, and then you know, evoking the humor and also the sacred and the profane. And so, point being, I think Presvelusi is kind of underrated as a character, and I think there's a lot more to him than he gets credit for. Definitely. He's certainly, like, a very complex character where you're... I think a lot of characters in The Wire are kind of like this, where you're not sure if you're supposed to hate them or like them, but eventually you grow to have like empathy and compassion and relatability to those characters. Yeah. Bodhi is another one for me. Well, and I mean, I think we are feeling hate towards Presbaluski when he cold cocks the kid. That's, yeah. And then I, um, we should watch this scene and listen to it. But when Daniel says why, yeah. he says he pissed me off. Yeah. Let's okay, watch that scene. Yeah. Who? Fucking project niggas. What are you doing here at two in the morning? Field interviews, you know, police work. I got a 14 year old in critical but stable condition at university and two witnesses who say one of you princes cold cocked him with the butt end of a pistol I got his mother over the IID filing a formal brutality charge which for her will make an even four in the last two years but all of them true I got one less crown vic than I had last night I'm out two Kevlar vests that burned in the car, two handheld radios, a shotgun, and I'm about to lose this idiot here for a week or two of medical. And for what? Lieutenant, we thought... What did you learn when you went into the terrace at two in the morning to conduct field interviews? What valuable information did we acquire from this situation? Our idea is going to be on all three of you by afternoon. And if you don't get a story straight by then... You're going to have a file thick enough to see the light of a trial board. Now tell me, who cold cut the kid? Me. Why? He pissed me off. No, Officer Przybyluski, he did not piss you off. He made you fear for your safety and that of your fellow officers. I'm guessing now, but maybe. He was seen to pick up a bottle and menace Officers Hauk and Carver, both of whom had already sustained injury from flying projectiles. Rather than use deadly force in such a situation, maybe you elected to approach the youth, ordering him to drop the bottle. Maybe when he raised the bottle in a threatening manner, you used a kill light. Not the hand of your service weapon to incapacitate the suspect. Go practice. You fuck the bullshit up when you talk to a tunnel. I can't fix it. You're on your own. Such a good moment. And also a really important... um, I guess, underpinning of this chain of command mm-hmm. theme. Like, Daniels, even as much as he hates Presbyluski in that moment, is not going to, um, like, give him up to 
internal affairs. Or yeah. Whatever. He, like, creates the story for him. Exactly. Um, but we right. think, I mean, at that point, we kind of think, I'm going to hate this guy. Yeah, we do. But it, by season four, we care for him, or at least I do. I, I even do. started caring for him in season two. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's about it for that's, our episode on Presbelewski. Yeah, so... From clown to sage. If you have thoughts about Presbelewski, tweet us at Rewired Podcast. We'd like to hear those thoughts. You can also send us an email... We love getting uh, listener submissions to our email too. So that's podcast.rewired at gmail.com. And we will, I guess, see you next episode. Way Way down down in the the hole. hole.